Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadell Boyd. And hello and welcome once again to the Threes on Fire podcast. Along with Sedell Boyd, I am Irving Henderson. Uh, Milton Bolton is uh, currently lost in Area 51. Glad to have him back in the United States of America. Uh, I think he's out there checking on the uh, aliens and seeing if they had anything to do with all of this quote-unquote illegal election fraud that is going on in this election cycle. Boy, I really am tired of hearing about that crap. So let's just pivot right from that. And, uh, well, first, uh, how how you doing today, Sadell? How you doing, man? How, how's everything going? Man, I'm fine, man. Just a little tired. I've been working hard, but uh, just making it through. How about you, brother? Listen, man, it's another day above ground, man. Any day above ground is far better than any day below ground. So uh, you got to take, sure. take it at the Cubs, man. You got to take it at the Cubs. Uh, let's start oh, off with the NBA. Was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, damn, that uh, that kind of reminded me. Rest in peace to our boy, man, Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, about I think a, I saw that first, first two ago. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was a real rough situation, man. And uh, you know what? Uh, I kind of wish that we had uh, even even slightly uh, brought that up our first episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, rest in peace to Allen uh, and condolences out to his family. Uh, I don't know, not much we can say about that. Uh, the NBA has announced their slate of Christmas games. Uh, you will have the New Orleans Pelicans. Versus the Miami Heat. That's the 12 o'clock game. The 2.30 game will be the Golden State Warriors against the Milwaukee Bucks. That game has kind of lost a bit of its shine with Clay being out. Uh, I would have expected it to be a little bit later. You know, 2.30, you know, that's 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 the, the pre-dinner game. But I would have expected that game to be the 5 o'clock game, which will be uh, – the Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics. Uh, be interesting to see Kyrie uh, and KD against Kyrie's old team in Boston. The primetime game, Luka and the Dallas Mavericks taking on the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers at 8 o'clock. And the 10.30 game will see the Los Angeles Clippers and the Denver Nuggets face each other in a rematch of the Western Conference semifinals uh, in which the Clippers blew a 3-1 to series lead, uh, losing to the Nuggets in seven. Another uh, NBA news, the Rockets trading Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. I did not see that coming. I... I kind of figured it might happen once I started hearing the rumors of it, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely, I definitely didn't think that uh, I didn't think that they would, the Rockets would also get a draft pick out of it. I thought it right. would just be a swap, and uh, 
now I, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, James Hardy. Well, uh, I, to my understanding, I think Harden uh, is kind of okay with the deal. I think there may have been a rift between him and Westbrook. And now I'm starting to wonder if Westbrook is the problem. You understand what I'm saying? I'm wondering if Westbrook is the problem. If he's the guy, despite his talent, that he's the guy that nobody really wants to play with. It's almost like, you know, he's almost the same equivalent of Allen Iverson. (laughs) You you have to build a team specifically around him because him and other superstars just does not work. Yeah, even though I thought that AI probably could have worked with other superstars, he just never got the chance. But uh, Westbrook is definitely that dude because Westbrook is, in my opinion, he just stat padding at this point. He's looking well, for those triple doubles. Win, win, well, lose, win or lose, he's looking for triple doubles. Well, we'll we'll see how that uh, Westbrook and Beal combination works out for the Wizards, and uh, if that's going to yeah, I do, and Beal. Bill's reaction to the trade was a little bit shocking. Like, he kind of, like, without saying it, basically was saying he would have preferred that Washington had kept John Wall, but he's gone. He's headed to Houston, and uh, we'll see how that, uh, I mean, where the Wizards fit in this really competitive Eastern Conference now. The Eastern Conference is looking like, you know, between one and ten, you have some really good teams in this mix. One of these good teams are going to end up not making the playoffs. So we'll see how that goes uh, once the season begins. Also, uh, LeBron James signs a two-year, $85 million extension to stay in Los Angeles. LeBron is now the second highest paid player in the league. You care to take a guess at who number one is? Number one, mm-hmm. uh, Damian Lillard, maybe. You are absolutely correct. Damian Lillard is the highest paid player in the league. I did not know that until LeBron signed his extension. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame, as we move on to college football, Notre Dame has already clinched the spot in the ACC championship game. Uh, and that's due in large part to all of the cancellations of conference games due to the uh, ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, each ACC school will only play nine games, and there are no tiebreaker scenarios that would keep Notre Dame from making the ACC championship game. Uh, now, the only question is who they will play. Uh, Clemson only needs one win, and we'll have a Notre Dame-Clemson rematch uh, for the conference championship. However, uh, if Miami wins out and Clemson loses once, it will be the Hurricanes taking on Notre Dame uh, in another Catholics versus convicts matchup. Uh, hey man, don't, don't talk about the you like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and speaking of, uh, speaking that's of, actually, that's actually my college squad in football. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, you just you just gonna like all the teams I hate, huh? All of them. Oh my you god, you hate the you football, man. I, I could not stand Miami, man. I could I could not stand Miami as a kid. I'm sorry, I I just didn't. I did not like oh, Miami. Man. 
listen, man, every <laughs> every sold me. Because I, I like mm-hmm. corners and safeties. I like secondary players. Right. And, man, and then they, the stable of running backs that they was bringing out year after year from Clinton Portis, uh, Willis McGahee. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, well, no, you're right. There was a uh, – Frank Gore. Didn't Frank Gore go to you? Frank, Frank Gore, that's another yeah. one. Yeah. My, um, see, here's the thing. Miami, Miami in the, I'll say, like, mid to late 80s, and then some point like in the early nineties, they were they were a machine. They they were a dynasty, and then they kind of fell off a little bit because of the scandals. And then yeah. they they had a, a, a brief resurgence early in the two thousands, and then they fell right back off again. Yeah. So I mean, I will say this about Miami. I, I'm not a Miami fan, but I will say college football is a much more entertaining game when Miami is competitive. Yeah. You know, give, me, give me a good Miami-Florida State game when both of those teams are good, and That's I'll take that. Say. That's what I was going to say. When all those Florida teams like that are good, between Miami, mm-hmm. Florida, and Florida State, when those three teams are right. good, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good time in college football. Absolutely. And uh, the college football playoff rankings, uh, the new ones came out this past week. Uh, Alabama sitting at number one, Notre Dame number two. Clemson is number three, and Ohio State is number four. Now, on the just outside of the playoff list, you have Texas A&M at five and Florida at number six. Now, if you were wondering if any of the non-power conferences had a chance to get in, right now, uh, Cincinnati from the American Conference are sitting at number seven, but it's going to take a lot for them to vault from seven up to the four line. Uh, The other three non-power conference teams who made it into the top 25 were number 13, BYU, number 18, Coastal Carolina, and number 21, Marshall. And oh, by the way, if you're interested, BYU and Coastal Carolina play each other this afternoon at 5.30 on ESPNU. Uh, Coastal Carolina lost their game against Liberty, and BYU jumped in, and they, they, they literally sent their truck on the road just in case. They had another game to play, and the two schools made an agreement. So BYU's truck was, like, somewhere in the middle of America, and they just routed themselves to South Carolina for this uh, this game this later this afternoon. Uh, I hope you didn't pay for the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones fight, if you saw it, because it was exactly what, You know, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was basically a glorified sparring session. I mean, Mike hit Roy with some hard shots, but nothing, nothing overly damaging. Uh, The fight ended in a a quotation marks here draw. You know, any any objective (laughs) observer would have said that Mike actually won the fight. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, please don't let this happen. Like, please don't, don't. Ah, oh, boy. Can we, can we not have another one of these? Like, I'm hearing that 
Uh, Mike wants to do it again, but with a different opponent. Uh, Buster Douglas is saying he wants another shot at Mike. Like, no, no, Mike, we love you, buddy. Yeah, just, yes. just. Oh, you want to see yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, nah, you know what? Uh, yeah, if they take if they take the, the 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 stipulations off, yeah, I'd love to see Mike get his revenge for that fight he lost thirty years ago. But other than that, Absolutely. other than that, I have no no I have no investment in that. Ew. Yeah, other than that, no, I don't want I don't want them in there in head. No, <laughs> basically, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> but. That's what they might as well have did. But here's the thing: if you did pay, if you did pay for the entire card, oh, you got your money's worth in the Nate Robinson Logan Paul fight. Uh, we spoke about it, and I 35 is not the time or age for you to decide you want to professionally fight. You're going in there with guys who have been training for decades, and Nate Robinson. Looked like a guy who had never thrown a punch a day in his life, and he got clean, knocked smooth out in the second round. Listen, you you've seen the memes, you've seen the videos. Snoop Dogg was singing old Negro spirituals during the fight. Like it was, it was exactly what you expected. And and you know what? Uh, props to Nate Robinson just for you know taking the time to actually you know. Try something new, but Nate, sit your ass down. Don't put on another pair of boxing gloves again. Let that be your lonely fight, and and just take that loss, and that's it. Your career is over, buddy. You have nothing else to prove. Period. Um, from from my perspective, just real quick. I mean, like, it didn't even. Did he even really train? Like, no, I, I wonder what his training regimen was because it just looked like he thought he was just gonna come in there and just fight like it was a street. No, nah, but see, but see, here's the thing about boxing the thing about boxing is training is not difficult. I mean, the, 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 the work that you have to put in is hard, but training is the easy part. It's real easy, you know, to have sparring sessions with a guy who's not there trying to tee off on you. It's real easy to hit the bags. It's easy to jump rope and easy to put that road work in and do the running that you need to do. It's a whole different ball game when that person standing across from you is moving with the intent to knock you out. And he, Nate Robinson looked like, again, like he looked like he had never even been in a fight before let alone a boxing match. Like, he, like it was, man, listen, his corner should have stopped the fight at the end of the first round. Yeah. All right, uh, and finally, uh, as we wrap up our opening segment, uh, Sadell, do you know what a bad beat is? Uh, what's that, my man? All right, a bad beat is a gambling term for when something uh, flips during a game and causes uh, bettors to lose money. Now, we had a bad beat Monday okay. night. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, were six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Eagles. And uh, I'm going to get into that later. But uh, Seattle was up 23-9, to nine, right? 
uh, late in the fourth quarter, and then Carson Wentz uh, threw a Hail Mary touchdown pass to Richard Rodgers, and they went for two, got two, and the score went from 23 to 9 to 23 to 17. Right? That completely oh, shifted because the Eagles now covered the six and a half point spread. Uh, there was a better <laughs> who actually lost five hundred thousand dollars when the Eagles converted that two-point conversion. Wow. Yeah, listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my money right here in my pocket. That had to be, I mean, I know he had to look at that score and think, you know, the way the Seattle defense was playing, that money was in his pocket. And I know you turn and look Dang. again like, oh, oh no. Five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, I swear we uh we went over one of these earlier in the year actually. Ah, what was that? I can't remember at the moment. Yeah, I think I think I think we did have one where God uh lost some money on a bet, but five hundred thousand dollars. Yeesh. Yeah. Oh man. So. All right, listen, that'll do it for the opening segment. Uh, we'll have a quick uh, pause here, and then we're going to get into some NFL talk. No, not our NFL notes, but just a quick little uh, quick little discussion on the league as we enter the last month of the regular season. So you guys sit tight, and you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. It is time for our little NFL roundtable discussion. And unfortunately, uh, we did have some uh, guests that were lined up, but uh, personal issues came into play. So hopefully we can get uh, those guys on uh, down the line uh, for one of these discussions. But uh, five quick points we want to discuss as we get into the final month of the season here in the NFL. Uh, and we'll start with surprises. Sidell, right now, who is who or what is your biggest surprise of the season? Okay. Um, we kind of touched on this uh, when we had the unfiltered, and <laughs> it gave me – it, it got it got me to settle on my biggest surprise, and I'm gonna go with Nelson Aguilar's play for the Raiders. Wow! Yeah, I, just on spur of the moment, so I don't have much to say. But uh, man, Nelson has kind of completely revitalized his career as a receiver because mm -hmm. when he was here with the Eagles, uh, he was uh, uh, he's get. He was he was terrible at one point as far as all the drops. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a guy that can always get open, but just seem to drop the the easiest passes and then make right. all the hard ones. Like I remember, even they had the thing where uh, remember when they were saving the babies from the fire and oh. the guy was like, and they, the unlike Aguilar guy, 
yeah, that guy. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out, uh, yeah, I'm out here catching, unlike Aguilar. And it was like, wow, that <laughs> it went viral. But that goes, but you know what? That goes to show you like the passion of the fans in this city. Like this guy was like in a situation that was like like harrowing to have to save these kids. And exactly. he immediately pivoted to his frustration as an Eagles fan. <laughs> I, I love Eagles fans. <laughs> I really do. Uh no, here's the thing about Aguilar. Aguilar had the you know he had a case of the drops like his first year or so. I did right. think I did think there was a point where uh, in in conversations with other football fans, the debate of whether Aguilar was going to stay or whether uh, at the time Jordan Matthews was going to stay. I thought Jordan Matthews had built up a lot of chemistry with Carson Wentz that first season, so I kind of thought Aguilar was going to be the odd man out. But they let Matthews go. They let Matthews go, and Aguilar had a great 2017 season. He caught damn near everything in 2017, and then it just went right back to first-year Aguilar all over again. If there was a guy that needed a change of scenery, I definitely think it was Nelson Aguilar. I I think that just being here, being here wasn't going to work anymore. It just was, and then it happens. It happens sometimes. Uh, my biggest surprise of the season, uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are not only going to finish above five hundred for the first time since, uh, if I saw it right, two thousand two, which would have been the, or it may have been uh, two thousand seven. I think. I think it's two thousand seven. They went ten and six. But they haven't made the playoffs since 2002. Right now, as we speak, the Browns are 8-3 and and in a a wild card position. And, I mean, they're they're above the Baltimore Ravens right now. And the Ravens are in complete – they're in complete disarray right now with the way that uh, they had to deal with the COVID infections and – guys being out because of the COVID protocol, and now there's still uncertainty about whether Lamar Jackson is going to play coming up, and I'll get into that uh, with the NFL notes. But the Cleveland Browns right now at 8-3 and three and being in the playoff spot, that I did not expect that. I didn't. I know they made a lot of moves in the offseason, and the Browns always win the offseason. They do. Yeah. They always win the offseason. So I had no real expectations that the Browns would actually maintain what they're doing right now, but they are. And, you know, I, being um, injured. Right. Listen, Baker Mayfield just might get this team. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns win a playoff game. Me either. Not with uh, uh, would, Russian attack. Not yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, disappointments. Uh, who you got as your biggest disappointment so far? <laughs> uh, again, we, we definitely touched on this in the unfiltered. Uh, mm-hmm. My man, my man, walk it to him, Carson Wentz. 
oh, that's boy. my biggest disappointment this year, man. And uh, you you discussed this a lot as far as uh, during the unfiltered, as far as uh, knowing what quarterbacks are supposed to see on the field. Right. But, and I, I've never played quarterback and I never coached a quarterback. And you made a lot of points on that, but I just really do not see like what I, I can't, I can't fathom what he's seeing on the field. Now I know more often than not, he's hiking the ball and by his third step. He's seeing a defender right. <laughs> rushing, rushing right. right in his, right in his chest. So right. I get that. I do get that. And I know there's bad play calling going on, whereas uh, you also mentioned this as far as getting him out of the pocket on some rollout passes. Uh, those are things he's very he does very well, uh, throwing on the run, rolling out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I wish they would call more more plays like that for him. But there's also some times where he just, as Skip Bayless would say, he's like a deer in headlights, and he'll he might have time and it be guys like open and he's trying to still go downfield and throw it in double coverage and it's like Carson like what are you doing it's yeah like, he it's like he look you already know that you already know the that your line is crap that your receivers are subpar but when you have an obvious check down to make you just got to make it and take it. Right. Well, he looks like a guy that's completely lost confidence right now. He, he just looks like a guy who, you know, just is unsure of himself. Like, it's almost like he's so afraid to make a mistake that he makes a mistake. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there are times, you know, you, you do wonder, like, what is he seeing like, like, is he is he afraid to let the ball go? Is he worried about throwing an interception? Is he not seeing the open receiver? Is he eyeing one receiver down too hard? Like, I mean, I don't, I, I really don't want to believe that the Carson Wentz we're seeing right now is who Carson Wentz is. I think he's somewhere in between, you know, now. And what we saw from him to end last year, I don't think he's. I don't think he's quite that 2017 guy right now. I don't. I don't think no, he's quite right there right now. But I think right now he is somewhere in between what we saw from him in the last month of last season and what we're seeing right now. I wouldn't give I'm I, I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I know there are people saying no, you got to let him go and start uh Jalen Hurts uh or look for another quarterback down the line. We you're not at that point with this guy yet. You're not. You're not at that point with this guy yet, but at the same time it'll be interesting to see how he plays once he gets some continuity on that offensive line. It'll be interesting to see how he plays when he has better weapons offensively on the field. Um, Going right almost along with your disappointment, my disappointment is the entire NFC East. The (laughs) NFC East is, you know, and maybe it's because I grew up in Philadelphia. 
the NFC East yeah. to me is, is has always been the premier division in football. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't care what like even even if you take like and and I'm glad they're gone now. Take Arizona out of the equation for a second because the Cardinals were never really a relevant team in the division. They were just one of those teams that just so happened to be in the NFC East and everything else went around, went on around them because the NFC East has always been about Dallas, Washington, New York, and Philly. It's always been about those four teams. And those four teams have some of the most intense games against each other every year. It's it's it, it like you get knocked down drag outs between New York and Dallas, and then you get knocked down drag outs between Philly and Washington, and then Philly and Dallas are going at it, and then New York and like those four teams beat each other up on the road to you know winning a division title, let alone championships. And the NFC East right now is the only division within the NFL where every team has won a Super Bowl. The luster is off this year. I mean, you're sitting here right now with the New York Giants and uh, Washington at four and seven leading the division. Four and seven. You have two teams that are four and seven. The Eagles are three, seven, and one, and Dallas is three and eight. The entire division has 10 wins. Excuse me. No, 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 no. 8, 11, 14 wins. 14 wins for an entire division in December. In December. (laughs) It's pretty bad. 14. here, Here you go. 14. 29 and one. That is the overall record of the NFC East right now. 14, 29, and one. And one of these teams is going to the playoffs. I mean, it, it's it's un, like it makes no sense. And the, and and the other part about it is these teams are still going to beat up on each other because they still have to play each other to end the season to determine. Which of these horrible teams are going to be in the playoffs? I mean, it, it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing when you think about it and say, okay, the Eagles still have three non-division games left against Green Bay, Arizona, and New Orleans. They could lose those three games and still be in a position to win their last two games of the season against Washington and Dallas and win the NFC East <laughs> with five wins. Like, it is mathematically possible for a five-win team to win the NFC East. I, I mean, listen, a couple of years ago, uh, people killed Seattle for winning the NFC West with seven wins. Yeah. I don't want to hear about that any longer after this season from the NFC East. I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear Seattle worst divisional team to ever make the nope not anymore seattle you are officially <laughs> off that top off the top of that list the winner I, of this division will take that spot oh yeah for sure 
I was going to say also my Panthers did something similar. I think we went seven, eight, and one one year and won our division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and oh, didn't y'all win a playoff game that year? Because y'all played the Cardinals okay, that year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't remind me. That, that was one of the worst playoff games I've ever watched in my life, man. That was the, some of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen. Like, ever. Yeah. All right, uh... <laughs> Hey, look, you listen, man. You take it how you get it. I ain't mad at y'all. You take it how you get it. <laughs> you do. All right. So, uh, two quick questions. Uh, will the Steelers go 16 and 0? No, they won't. No, they will be, they will be beaten by Buffalo. Buffalo's gonna Ooh. get that win. Ooh. Now, I gotta tell you this I, I, I can't believe that I am. I can't believe that I'm saying this. I agree with you. I agree that I think Buffalo is going to be the team to trip them up. But okay. this is taking, listen, this is taking me back. This is taking me back to the early 90s when Buffalo and Pittsburgh played some of the best knockdown, drag out Monday night football games of all time. Like I used yeah. to, I used to love seeing Buffalo and Pittsburgh play against each other. It was like it was that great team that the Steelers had with that defense against that 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 offense of Buffalo's with Jim Kelly and uh, 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 Thurman Thomas and Andre. Like I used to love, I used to love those games. I did. Yeah. I love those games, and I'm. That Steelers-Bills game is going to be on Sunday night football. And I am going – listen, I'm legitimately going to schedule my time out so that when that game starts, I am in front of my television with uh, a, a cold beverage in one hand and nothing in the other because I am not changing the channel. I am really looking forward to that Bills and Steelers game. Uh, will the Jets go 0-16? Ah, I wanna I wanna say no. I wanna say that they got a chance, but they, mm -hmm. they go 0 and 16, bro. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, you with me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen, it's 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 been it's been one of my running gags all season long. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's not gonna happen. Only, I, I it's not only, gonna happen. They don't they don't have any NFC East teams on their schedule, so Listen, it, w it wouldn't matter. Listen, it wouldn't matter. For as bad as I said the NFC East is right now, the NFC East, all four teams in the NFC East would mop the floor with the Jets, okay? The Jets are, I mean, we they talked about it before. I told you their best chance to win a game was in Miami. I, I told you that was their best chance to win, and they lost. They are not going to win a game. And I, I think they had one game where, like, I thought – I really thought that I was going to have to come on the air and give an apology to Jets fans. I want to thank the Jets for taking me off the hook and losing that game. Yeah, uh, the Patriots, the Patriots, um, they almost got the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Remember, they was up. They was up on the Patriots. Yep. And they blew it. Listen, I never found myself rooting for the Patriots before, but uh, I was, 
I was like, man, y'all better not blow this game. <laughs> Don't have me on the air. Don't have me on the air eating crow. Uh, <laughs> finally, Riley, give me one. Give me one solid prediction for the rest of the year. Um, one solid prediction. I would say, man. I mean, the 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 most easy side prediction to cherry pick off of is the the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe that the Chiefs is just gonna they're gonna run through the the league and repeat, and uh, Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP, even after you know all the stuff that we said about Russ at the beginning of the year and. Right. Uh, Tom doing his thing in Tampa Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers. All of those people are going to fall by the wayside. And Well, Brady's already fallen by the wayside. Oh, well, well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that already started. Yeah. That part already started. They, the, yeah, but, the, the Bucks are in disarray right now. Yeah, but uh, Rodgers is finding his groove, and Russell continues to do his heroics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, I mean... Just like you cherry pick off of uh, picking against the Jets, <laughs> I don't see nobody. I don't really see nobody knocking off the Chiefs, man. I try to, I try to wrap my head around it, but right. the the way they just, I, they got Patrick Mahomes, man, and he's like, he's like the 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 mix between uh, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. meets Brett Favre, right? Meets meets a little bit of. Um, Shoot, in a way, uh, John Elway, in a way too. Okay, like he he has like he's like a combination of those three quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. those are all Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and he's the baddest man in football right now. I, I'm not going to disagree with that, and given what he did last year, it's kind of hard for me to even think about betting against Patrick Mahomes this year. I think the Chiefs definitely. Uh, have a shot. I, I don't know. Again, I know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is undefeated, but I don't know if even with Pittsburgh being undefeated, if they are the strongest team in the AFC right now. I, I, I really think Kansas City just might still be the better team, although no one's been able to beat Pittsburgh as of yet. Um, my one solid prediction for the rest of the season is. I I think the Dolphins will make the playoffs. I, I really yeah. I, I I I like the way the Dolphins are playing right now. I think they're I think uh, they're gonna finish the season strong enough to get in. Uh, they 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 still have some games coming up that could swing that in the opposite direction. But I, I I'm I'm quite certain that the Dolphins will find a way, even if it's as the last wild card team right now. I think they're going to find a way in. And when we get to my picks, I'm going to explain to you exactly why I think the Dolphins are going to sneak their way in uh, to that last wild card spot. Well, real quick about the Dolphins. Are they going to are they going to make up their mind and, and stick with Tua or will they be uh, bouncing back and forth between him and uh, Fitzmagic? Well, uh I, I, I'm not sure what direction the Dolphins are going to go in with their quarterback situation. One thing I will say is this. I think that unless Tua is hurt, I think it was a bad move 
to take him out and put Fitzpatrick back in. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I, I think you have to you have to live and die with the kid once you give him the reins. You can't give it to him and then take it from him and then give it back to him because you know locker rooms, you know, are about cohesiveness. What message are you exactly. sending to the locker room? Like, is he the guy or no? Like, which one is it? Like, yeah. either either yeah. let him and be the guy position, or don't. At that position, you have to you have to mm-hmm. either let it. Either let him be the guy or not, just as you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be back with, uh, I guess, a quick little recap of last week in the NFL, and we'll have our weekly picks and get out of here for the week. Once again, you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, welcome back to the Threes on Fire podcast. As we get ready to close out the show, we have our NFL notes for the week. Uh, The Steelers and Ravens uh, were set to play each other last week on Thanksgiving. Uh, Then the Ravens were dealing with uh, a bit of a COVID outbreak, and the game got moved from Thanksgiving night to Sunday night to Monday night to Wednesday night. Uh, and or excuse me, Wednesday afternoon, Steelers did, uh, of course, win that game on Wednesday, but it affected the rest of the schedule for this coming week. So Washington and Pittsburgh will have one of those uh, extra Monday night football games this week, and uh, Baltimore, who were slated to play on uh, Thursday will now play on Tuesday. So there's the, oh boy, I'm telling you, I really am tired of having to report on that, but it's, it's unfortunately what we're living with right now. And in more unfortunate COVID news, uh, the 49ers have had to temporarily move uh, their team operations to Glendale, Arizona, Uh, Because right now, Santa Clara County in California is not allowing any contact sports to be played. Uh, And how about the Denver Broncos? Okay, the Broncos went into their game last week with no active quarterbacks because their three active quarterbacks were all in the COVID protocol for having contact uh, with a head coach, or excuse me, a, an assistant coach who was COVID positive. So, Kendall Hinton, who was a practice squad wide receiver, went into their game against the Saints as the starting quarterback, and it went as expected. Now, Bronco, if they thought uh, uh, Tim Tebow was bad, uh, <laughs> Kendall Hinton did something that I don't think I've ever seen in a stat line from a quarterback. He actually had more passes completed to the Saints than he did his own team. (laughs) He was one for nine, 13 yards, and he threw two interceptions. Noah Fant, tight end Noah Fant, uh, caught Hinton's lone completion 
And listen, I told you my wife and I play fantasy football. She has Noah Fant as her tight end. And it was I, – I, 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 I tried to warn her beforehand, like, you might want to just sign any tight end. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> the, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. Listen, they should have they should have a normal quarterback situation <laughs> this week. But that was just uh, oh man. And listen, at least it's funny. Uh and of course we, we covered uh I, I guess my last thing I had uh we covered it in our uh round table discussion. Uh the Browns beat Jacksonville. Uh, 27 to 25 last week. Uh, yeah, it is their first uh, five, at least 500 records since 2007. But the, I guess the, the bigger story here is uh, they will not match the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 1983 to 1996 uh, for the most consecutive seasons below 500. That is, I mean, 13 years under 500, you, like, you, you have to be, like, that's historically bad if you can't even accidentally finish 8-8. Eight and eight. And uh, <laughs> that, that, that Tampa Bay between 1983 and 1996 didn't finish 8-8 eight eight once. Uh, again, the Browns still haven't made the playoffs since 2002, and they have not won a playoff game since 1994. And their head coach was Bill Belichick. And if you want even more ir- ironic uh Musings from them not winning a playoff game since 1994. The Browns beat the Patriots in that playoff game. So how about that? <laughs> All right, um, it's time for our pick segment, and I'm not going to start with me today. I'm actually going to start with Milton's picks. Uh, I can't believe the government let him have his phone over there in Area 51, but. Uh, Milton went t- two and one last week. Uh, right now, he is ten and eleven overall. Uh, his lock for the week, he'll take the Green Bay Packers over the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa, there's a shock. Uh, his fifty fifty. Uh, he has the Cowboys over the Ravens. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I say that. Now, I'm going to explain it to you. The reason why the Cowboys over the Ravens is his fifty fifty pick. His upset of the week. He continues to do this. He's taking Washington over the Steelers. Mm, not now, now, it's like four weeks in a row he's picked against the Steelers. I, I mean, here's my thing. I, I, I thought about putting it in the 50-50 because, you know, because Washington actually has a pretty good defense. But looking at what the Ravens have going on right now with their uncertainty of whether or not Lamar Jackson is, you know, going to be able to play, he should have cleared protocol right now. But as it stands, currently where we are as of this recording, the Ravens have one active quarterback on their roster, and that's Trace McSorley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, RG3 did get hurt, right? Yeah, he did. He he injured his hamstring, and he is unavailable uh, for this upcoming game against Dallas. So if if Lamar Jackson 
is not out of the COVID protocol by uh, Tuesday, Trace McSorley will be the starting quarterback for the Ravens. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 we'll see how, how things develop uh, over the next few days. But, yeah, there it is. He's picking against the Steelers again. I mean, I mean, it's got to it's gotta work for him at some point. Hasn't as of yet, but there's Milton's picks. Uh, my picks for the week, I went 2-1 and one last week. I am now 14-7 and seven overall. Uh, my lock, I have the Seattle Seahawks over the New York Giants. Uh, my 50-50 pick, I have the Tennessee Titans over the Cleveland Browns. Now, take every positive thing I said about the Browns in the last segment and understand, I think the Browns losing this game is what's going to enable the Dolphins to sneak in. I still think the Browns make it, but now with this year, there's that third wild card team added, and I think the Dolphins will be that final wild card team. Uh, I was looking hard for upsets, and uh, don't pick the my Eagles. upset of the week. I am taking no hell no. I'm not picking the Eagles. I learned my lesson from last week. Uh, my upset week. I have the Atlanta Falcons over the New Orleans Saints. Okay. So there's there's my three picks for the week. Uh, so well, I what you got? Both, hope they both lose, but um, well, you're rooting for a zero tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, listen, and, and hold on. Before we get into that, I want to say, I want to say, like living up here. Yeah. Living up here, I, I I I get the NFC East thing. I didn't realize it was that real down there for the NFC South. Oh yeah, like, I I did not realize how strong like some of that hatred is down there. That is wow. <laughs> <laughs> but go, what do you got this week? I, I was gonna say you you gotta realize that. I mean, it's almost like the SEC type of vibe, right? And you know how those teams hate right. each other down there right. in, in, in college football. That Absolutely. It rolls right into the NFL, man. Same thing. Yeah, I can see that. Same vibe. Um, you know what? I'm going to just start and say with my 50-50, I actually picked the same thing that you picked, the Titans over the Browns. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of a game between, uh, the. I guess, they're the number one and number two rushing attacks in the league. So you got, yeah. you got Derrick Henry. Uh, for the Titans against uh, the uh, the combination of Mick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt for the Browns. Mm-hmm. But uh, I picked the Titans in that game. That's my 50. Uh, my mm-hmm. lock is the Vikings over the Jaguars. Ooh. And yeah, that's that should be a lock. Should be. No, it is a lock. It is a lot. Aren't the, the Jaguars are like what they have one win so far this year? Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see between well, I think the Jets are still going 0-16, but now it'll be interesting to see if the Jets actually win a game. <laughs> Cause now they're both fighting over who's gonna get that number one pick. Right. <laughs> um and then my upset pick is uh the Texans over the Colts. Ooh. And uh yeah, I'm reaching out on a limb there. I'm hoping that uh Yeah, that's there. I'm hoping my man Deshaun can uh pull a miracle out of his behind. 
Well, here's the thing. The Texans have been playing well since they fired Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, they're still not they're still not winning like that, but they're playing a lot better. Uh, they did. Yeah, they, so that's a pretty decent upset pick. They did lose Fuller, though, because uh, what do you do? Peds. Yeah, I think he got caught for Peds. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and, and speaking of, right, speaking of, now, I, I, just, I just got finished saying about my wife's team and her having no offense. I was I was asleep during the early game on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. but you know I I I saw that Fuller had like thirty five fantasy points, and and I'm like okay so he's turning the corner. I'm glad to have him in my starting lineup, and then it's like the very next day he's suspended for the rest of the year because he got popped for pets. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh come on, man! Like. I said the same thing when I was talking about uh, uh, Robinson Cano in, in Major League Baseball. Like, you know you're going to be tested. You know it. And if you have a performance like the one you had on Thanksgiving, especially in NFL, they will they write at your doorstep like, hey, man, how did you have a good game like that? Pissing this cup for us. So, you know, now I lost one of my top point getters for the season because he can't keep his shit clean. Uh, I didn't want to. Well, yeah, you went one and two last week. Uh, you are Yo. still trailing Milton by two games. You're eight and thirteen overall. Yeah, my team blew it for me last week because we missed game winning field goal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. The Panthers versus yeah. Vikings. And come on, man, mm-hmm. you gotta make that field goal for me, Sly. Come on, Sly. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man. It would have kept you one game behind Milton, but now, like, yeah, you're gonna you 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 you're nipping at his heels a little bit, but he keep he keeping you at arm's length right now, man. Yeah, well, he keeps picking against. You know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm so trying to run away with this thing. He keeps picking against Pittsburgh, <laughs> so that's my saving grace. And you, yeah, yeah, man, you pretty much. I don't know. You had to have a, a meltdown, like uh, that, nah, listen, that, that don't that, listen, like that co-type Eagles team, the. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it could it could happen, man. It could happen. Now, 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 I, I stayed away from picking against the Dolphins this week, but only because uh, with Daniel Jones being hurt, yeah, I don't think the Giants uh, have a snowball's chance in hell at beating Seattle. I'm sorry, I just I just don't. Nah, I don't see it. Nah. Um. You know what? One one quick little thing I wanna I wanna get out uh, before we get out of here, man. I, I left you alone all show, but I'm gonna give you a chance to speak on it, man. Oh, cool. You wanna talk about uh, your Duke Blue Devils losing to Michigan State the other night? I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. I'm just that like you know. You want to say anything about it? Like, listen, you know, a little listen. finger to Michigan State, like anything. Michigan State is a reputable basketball. <laughs> um, collegiate basketball program so there's really no okay there's no shame in losing to them it's not it's not um who did the who did virginia lose to um i don't even san francisco right that was who they yeah. lost to they lost to the, uh-huh. they lost to the 49ers which might ironically be, <laughs> which, which might that's, ironically that's be not their team name. That's not their <laughs> not the oh, team oh, name. Oh, 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 it's not the 49ers? Yeah. No. 49ers, man. It's the Don. 
The surface is so <laughs> listen, man. Listen, listen, you knew I was gonna do it, man. You know, you know I had to do it. Yeah, I thought, listen, I, I, I you know I how I escaped. I thought you was gonna actually forget. I was like, oh, okay, he forgot. Nah, we wasn't gonna get out this show without me bringing that up, man. I just, I just had to tweak you a little bit, yeah. man, because, because you know how it is. Like, I don't have, I don't have anything else right now, man. The Eagles are hurting my heart, and. Like I'm not a, I'm not a huge college basketball fan, and <laughs> we're still a couple of weeks away from the start of the basketball season. And listen, man, I wanna I wanna let everybody know. Uh, starting next week, we will have uh, our best of, worst of list. Uh, next week will be the worst of. Want to get the bad out of the way uh, first. Uh, but uh, two weeks in two weeks, uh, you're gonna have the. NBA preview. NBA preview, baby. I'm on it. And I'm telling you, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you know, I think I think I'm I'm gonna try and get you know a solid list of who I think is gonna make the playoffs in East Conference. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have fun with that one, my man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to go win on that, man. It's a uh, man. Right. The, 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 Basketball is turning up, man. It's, it's so much going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It seems like almost every week it's another, you know, another trade, another signing, another. Yeah. This is probably going to be, you know, one of the most interesting and intriguing seasons the NBA has had in a while because. It's up in the air, man. Like, I, I mean, I know the Lakers, you know, look pretty good with their roster right now, but I, any any team that gets in, I think any team that gets in has a legitimate shot at making noise and possibly going on a championship run. Yeah. <clears throat> especially if especially if Dennis right, Schuber, well, especially if Dennis Schuber manages to up usurp LeBron as the starting point guard. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man. Once again, this was another, another, another fun show, man. Uh, hopefully, you guys check out that unfiltered. Listen, I came unraveled. Uh, uh, I'm not apologizing for it. Uh, but check out the unfiltered on uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, we have another one coming up. On uh, it was, it was. We were supposed to do it last week, but. You know, things happen uh, just in addition to our conversation on uh, our favorite sports moment uh, for my man, Milton out there in area 51. Don't let him probe you, buddy. Yeah. All right. That don't let him probe you. Uh, Sidel, once again, man, thanks, brother. It was fun. Uh, we're we're out of here, man. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.